Welcome to Sober Solutions. We are a weekly recovery podcast, not affiliated with any particular 12-step or recovery program. However, you may hear us mention them. My name is Jason, and I'm an alcoholic and addict. My name is Chris, and I'm an alcoholic and addict. My name is Ben, I'm an alcoholic and addict. And welcome back to Sober Solutions Podcast. And it really is a welcome back. If you are a longtime listener of the show, you may have noticed that we took a two and a half month hiatus. Um, as you probably know, uh, life gets lifey. And the show and all the, the requirements that come with that um, were really starting to get a little overwhelming for us. And we wanted to take a little break. You know, we want to make sure that our recovery was coming first and we needed to start to prioritize some things in our lives. And tonight we're going to welcome back the team and talk a little bit about what the last two and a half months have been like. So, Chris, why don't you start us off? What's it been like? It's good to see you. Good to see you, too. Uh, wow, it's been a while. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. We we had many conversations leading up to our break, and we had to prioritize. And, you know, certain times, like in life, uh, sobriety has given us the opportunity to be able to do these things, but we are juggling just too many balls. And, you know, we got to this point, we decided for a short break and I'm glad that we're back. Uh, I could speak for me personally. Uh, We were in the middle of a move, a move with two kids and a full renovation, which we're still living through. So it was, it it is a lot and it was a lot, but I'm glad that we're back. And uh, this, you know, I really miss this uh, weekly conversation. So, Chris, what have you been up to over the last two and a half months? Like I said, we moved into a new house about 30 minutes away from our old house. Uh, We're doing this renovation. My job finally finished. So I don't know if I've talked about this a lot, but I used to wake up at like three in the morning to get to my job in the city by 530. So now I feel like a human. Uh, I've been doing a lot of online meetings, which is very different than what I'm used to. And I really do enjoy them because it gives me a lot of flexibility with my time. Uh, And, you know, I used to be kind of, (laughs) I used to honestly bust Ben a lot about the online meetings, but I've grown to love them over the last two months. You know, you, you, you cut out that hour before and hour after. So I've been hitting a lot of those. Yeah. I think, you know, part of the, advantage of those online meetings is that I get to do it right here in my living room, or I get to go to the same meeting when I'm down at the beach or wherever I'm at. So it's been good. They've been part of my program for the almost two years that I've been sober. And um, I am enjoying though, going back to live meetings. You know, it's, it's good to see some of these people that I've known only through a video screen. Now is the world starting to open up again, thankfully, hopefully, um, that human to human contact is what was so crucial to the first few months of my sobriety. And now I'm starting to get that back again. And as I'm getting closer and closer to that second year of sobriety, I really needed that. You know, I needed that little shot of adrenaline and and I'm getting that in in in-person meetings, but Ben, you're you're creeping up on two years too. What have you been up to over the last two and a half months? Well, 
I've been attending Zoom meetings, as you might imagine. No. Indeed. <laughs> you know? You like Zoom? I, I am, in fact, a fan of the product that Zoom provides for my recovery. I'm glad to welcome you to the team. We have sweatshirts and bumper stickers. Uh, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah, life, life got lifey. Life has gotten quite lifey. Um, and yeah, I needed a break from the podcast. I think, I think, you know, we all needed a break and like Chris mentioned in those conversations leading up to the, the hiatus, you know, it was like, it was like a, a dating relationship where like, should we take a break? No, should we try to make it work? Should we take a break? Should we try to make it work? And it was like, if you're asking yourself those questions, you should take a break and see if you should get back together. And clearly, we want to get back together. Um, and I know we're going to touch on it a little later that the podcast is going to look a little different um, moving forward. But yeah, no, I mean, sobriety, you know, coming up on two years is, um, I don't think it was something that I thought, I think one one year was a, a milestone that that I really kind of focused on. And I haven't really focused on the months in this second year, just because it's for the rest of, um, my life, I hope. So God willing, get to two years and little hip, hip, hooray. And, and then move on to day 731. I think, I think that math is right. Um, but, but yeah, no, it is, it is great to be back and great to see you boys. Well, I think you make a good point in that if you're asking yourself constantly, like, should I do it? Should I not do it? Should I do it? Should I not do it? The real answer is already there in the question itself. And that can be taken across the board in your recovery, in your personal life, in your professional life. Um, it really is something that uh, I've tried to move more towards of like, just make a make a decision, you know, and, and if I'm leaning towards one way and constantly taking myself back to another and really landing on something because it just drives me crazy. And I think that's something that we were all feeling that uncertainty of like what, what we wanted to do. And finally having that decision made by what's best for my recovery right now. And, you know, I know for myself, I'll only speak for myself, I was getting stretched so thin that th little small things were starting to drop off. And the last thing that I wanted to have drop off was something in my recovery program. Because I know for me, I mean, these last two years have, have really shown me that if any part of my recovery program drops off, the whole ship's going to sink. And so it's, it's something that, you know, I'm, I'm glad that we did. And I'm glad that we're back because um, this is something that I do feel was missing. And I think that it's part of my first year of recovery. And it's something that I haven't had over the last two and a half months. So um, it's great. Yeah, I think it's definitely a, a reminiscing feeling being back on here. And it does harken back to those early days of recovery in rehab, in outpatient, finding meetings, going to meetings together, you know, meeting up. And it's not that that stuff becomes less important, 
It's just that that's not what's required at that moment anymore. And if anything, this kind of journey that we've gone through has really been, it's just part of the evolution of what you go through in recovery. Things at the outset might not be as important, but there's still some things that you have to do to maintain your sobriety. And for me, the podcast was becoming a bit of a chore and my load wasn't even that big. I kept questioning how much am I really helping somebody else? And if I'm questioning what I'm doing, then I'm not living in the present. I'm not living in the moment of this host or this guest or this topic. or the, and, and so it became this thing of what can I say that will carry me through this? And Jason, to your point that we can't really compromise our recovery for anything. Like I, I know we've had, we had conversations about this offline about this idea that we're helping people and that's part of the mission and we have to keep that going. And it's true, but for me, it's one of those secondary reasons to stay sober. Like, you know, they say you can't get sober for your kids. You can't get sober for your wife or whatever. Like for me, I couldn't just keep doing this thing for other people when it was causing tension. It was causing rifts between us and it was uncomfortable and unnecessary. And, and some of the thing in, you know, some of the offline conversations that we had, you know, I still feel that way to this day. Like my relationship with the three of you is far greater than, than the impact of this podcast, no matter how many people it helps or doesn't help or whatever. Like this really isn't about anybody else other than the, the four of us here. And so, yeah, it, it was a much needed break. And I'm, I'm glad that we've come back in with an idea of to take a different approach and not just get back in and do the same exact thing because um, I think it was only a matter of time that we would end up with the same result. Yeah, I think you said it best when you said the word evolution. In the beginning of recovery, it's all about recovery every day. I mean, I remember getting out of rehab and you go to six hours of meetings and then after that, you, you kind of are supposed to go to meetings. So you live in recovery. It's just constant, which is a great thing in the beginning. What happens is if you actually put the work in is, you know, through recovery, you're able to start living life. And we were all just living so much life. And that's great. And we kind of went our separate ways in the fact that it, it was like, all right, we can only do it between Tuesday at 8.37 and 8.49. And that for me was what was hardest is I, this is important to me and helping people is important to me because, you know, there were people that have really greatly impacted my recovery and I really do want to pass that on. But you also said it best in the fact that when we were not all 100% there and present, we weren't able to help people to the best of our ability, which kind of leads us to our, our change and how we want to evolve this podcast. And I'll start off with, I think that I, we want to bring a lot more guests and perspectives into this podcast. Jason, myself, Ben and uh, CJ have had many conversations about this, but I think globally, 
that is the biggest change. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk a little further shortly about, you know, semantics, but we're going to bring a lot more guests and a lot more perspectives. And hopefully that helps the newcomer and somebody that has long-term recovery uh, develop their recovery and pass that knowledge along. Yeah, hundred percent, a hundred percent. And if our listeners didn't know this before, we put a lot of work into this. Um, and, and I think that we really made that point again here. Um, I, I want to go back though, to Ben, you, you mentioned two things that I, that I jotted down, maintaining your recovery and changing it up. Those are the two themes that I got out of what you were talking about. Um, because that's, that's what we did. So over the last two and a half months, what have you done to maintain your recovery and, or, um, what have you done to change up your program? Because I know for me, I've gone to more CMA meetings than I have AA. I have gone to more in-person meetings than I have gone online. What are some of the things that you've done to kind of like change it up? Because I think everyone needs a little bit of refresher. You, you were saying it yourself. When you're feeling like you're just like droning on, sometimes that that's what my program felt like. So I was like, I can't just like exist in a meeting. That's not helping my program. That's not helping me stay sober. So what do I have to do to change it up a bit? Yeah, no, that that's a great follow-up. And and well, I mean, what I've maintained is Zoom meetings because that's the cornerstone of my recovery. Um, but no, I mean, I still do my morning meeting every day. But actually, one of the one things I kind of stopped doing is kind of I stopped doing my Saturday morning men's meeting, and it's kind of logistics in terms of uh, that's usually when I'm picking up my daughters or if they slept over the night before. But I just found the total masculinity of it. I don't want to stay off putting because that meeting was literally the meeting that saved my life. It smacked me in the face when you two dragged me in there and we're like, "Hey, asshole, get in here." And it's just what I needed at that time. And it's just not what I need now. I don't need a lot of egos telling me how I need to be working my program. And that if you're not doing it this way, then you got to be doing it this way. And that's what I've found in that meeting. And it's like, you know what? That's actually probably not the best thing. Because you usually what would I, I, I found myself texting other guys in the meeting, guys that I've become close to, like, can you believe this? Can you believe this? Can you believe this? Like, and it was like, wait a second, I'm just sitting here gossiping about the meeting. This is not this is not it for me. Real quick on that. I think it's funny how you'll pull out of a meeting what you need at that time. And right. that's what I find a lot. And that's why I think changing it up is important because exactly what you're explaining is how I felt about old sponsors, uh, old meetings, you know, just podcasts I listen to, you, you pull out what you need at that time. Yeah. And it's funny because it's one of the things that I've kind of learned from people, um, in that, that like would, would be members of the home group. And then all of a sudden they wouldn't be there. And then I'd be like, Oh God, they must've died or something. And I'm like, no, they just, they're just doing the Tuesday night meeting now. And it's like, Oh, you can do that. Like, and sometimes you do need to switch it up and, uh, yeah, so I've I've kind of gravitated towards making sure that I am way more attentive in you know the Tuesday Thursday Thursday beginner meeting, the Sunday meeting, you know, which is the third step, and really kind of 
honing in on particular messages. Like you said, Chris, that I'm just getting more out of that stuff. But another big thing that's really helped me switch up my program is being the alternate GSR uh, general services rep for my, my home group. And that honestly was something that I, like, I didn't pine for or anything. Somebody just said, hey, do we have an alternate? And they were like, how about Ben? And I'm like, okay, I guess I'll do it. And listen, I'm not going to lie to you. It's the three-hour meeting every month. And these folks talk about the weeds of AA. Like, not the weeds of, like, recovery. We do a little recovery work in the beginning, but it is the weeds of the operation. And so to see the, the operation, you pull the curtain back and see that, okay, this is, like, the whole thing. Like, you know, in the, when you're in the meeting, you're getting, like, the very edge. You're getting the very tip, you know. And when you only get the tip, you don't see what else is in there. And it's just kind of been eye-opening to say, see like, oh God, there's a whole organizational structure here that exists to support the, the rest of, of that operation. And, and as I found in everything so far in my recovery, it wasn't something I searched for. It wasn't something I knew was going to happen. I was just open and willing and honest which those are things that we talked about, I think, in episode zero, but it really, it stays the same from the very beginning. But yeah, I mean, that's a, a great question, uh, Jason. And, and so yeah, I'll throw it back to you. You know, what, what have you maintained uh, for in these 20-some-odd um, months that we've, we've been sober? And what have you changed up? Yeah, so the biggest thing that I've maintained is... Actually, funny enough, that the fact that I actually pray every night before I go to bed. Now, my prayer is um, because I call my higher power God, but I say, God, thank you for keeping me sober tonight. Please keep me sober tomorrow. And then I have a couple other things that I, I say because I, I talk to my higher power. I don't like get down on my knees. That's not my way of doing it. But I really have maintained that. And that's something that is big for me because when I was out there actively using, I not just dismissed the idea of having a higher power or, you know, any kind of religious or spiritual connection, but I flagrantly, vehemently opposed it. And so for me to maintain something like that has been huge for me. And I think that's what kept me grounded uh, in my recovery program. Also, I have maintained my gratitude list. That's been huge for me. I, I've said it many, many times on this, on this program that community is huge for me. And so I have a list of like seven other people that I share my gratitude list with every day. And even if they don't do it, I still do it. And I hold myself accountable to do it because I know that the moment I wake up after I play like Wordle and Hurdle and Framed and all these stupid other games that I think I have a new addiction to, but after I play those games, I do my gratitude list. Before I get out of bed or on my way to the gym, I'm doing my gratitude list. So that's, that's been huge for me. Like I said before, some of the things that's changed for me is the types of meetings that I'm going to. 
Um, if any of our listeners do AA and CMA, they know that they have similar roots, but they're different meetings. They're really different meetings. And I feel more comfortable talking about my drug use in a CMA meeting than I do an AA meeting, even though the AA meetings that I go to have never shunned me or said anything to me about like not saying anything about drugs, but it's, it's just different for me. And I think there are days that I need to talk about wanting to smoke crystal meth as opposed to wanting to have a drink. And then lastly, I've stayed connected to my sponsor. I have used him when I have needed him, but also have just text him to be like, hey, how's it going? What's up? Things like that. Just so I have that, that bit of a lifeline for me. You make a great point, Jason, about changing up the meetings that you go to um, as a way of kind of maintaining sobriety. And one, I think one of the things that I've kind of realized over this break and, and in this second year of sobriety is that staying sober is key for my spiritual fitness. Like for me, that's my, my goal now is, is to be spiritually fit. It's, and for me to be spiritually fit, I have to be sober. Um, and I think it was, uh, I forget what episode it was with Matt S. Um, when he was talking about some of the professional work that he does in recovery organizations. And, you know, he was saying that, you know, this idea of total abstinence is not necessarily something that is for everybody. And it, and it might not be for everybody. It's, it's gotta be for me about staying spiritually fit. And I, I think that that's again, something that I've learned over the last, uh, you know, couple of months in that, like, I feel like I've got the sobriety part in that I, the obsession's gone. I don't, I don't want to drink today. I didn't want to drink yesterday. Hope I don't want to drink tomorrow. Um, but that part doesn't consume my life. The rest of my life, which again, I can, you know, like Jason, you were talking about, about having a higher power that you can identify with. For me, this is this is the goal. This is the lifetime goal: is staying spiritually fit every single day. And if you have to alter your meetings, alter the fellowship you're with, go from a twelve step to a four step, or smart, or however many steps smart recovery is, whatever it is, if your goal is to stay spiritually fit and honest, open and willing, again, then I think that's really that's probably been the biggest you know revelation that I've had over the last couple of months. But I know we want to talk about the uh, exciting changes that we've got coming up for the future of Sober Solutions podcast. And I was really hoping that we were going to announce a weekly vlog so that Jason's fantastic mustache can be displayed, which our listeners, you can't see right now. But I mean, this thing is, it's hanging in the Louvre. Hanging in the Louvre is all I'll say. Thank you. Thank you. I, I truly appreciate that. I truly appreciate that. And what we've been talking about uh, tonight is not just a look back over the last two and a half months, but looking into the future as well. And we have decided that the future of Sober Solutions podcast is going to look a little bit different. Um, we're deciding to bring different voices to the conversation. Um, I think we alluded to it before because there's so much that we can say. And we want to hear 
the experience, strength, hope, stories, difficulties, challenges, wins, accomplishments of others as well. And so we're going to start rotating hosts on the show so that we have more of a um, holistic approach to the program. We'll be looking at uh, guest hosts from early in recovery to the middle of their recovery to really long-term recovery um, so that we really get a sense of, of what this journey is really like along the way. Um, the other change that, that we're going to start to implement is that we're going to start releasing episodes on a bi-weekly basis. So two episodes a month to really allow our team to uh, have all of the back-end edits and recordings and guest setups and all of that kind of stuff to, to work itself out in a very manageable way. As we've been talking about tonight, um, life gets lifey and, and things are, are going really well for us, which is wonderful. And we know that this is a priority for us in our lives. So we needed to take both of those ideas and make them into something new. I think one of the things that we were thinking about is trying to continue to do the same old thing, the same old way and expect different results. And that is just insane. We can't do that with our recovery. So why are we doing that with our program? So those are some of the upcoming changes that you'll see here at Sober Solutions Podcast. You said it very well. Uh, we implemented manageability and a lot of different voices. And I think the biggest change that I want to see is a variety of guests with a variety of different opinions, because like you said, I mean, we have two years of sobriety. I think one of Ben's prior points that he made when we were talking about, you know, a slight break was we're talking about the same thing because that's where we're at in our lives. We're all at the same level of sobriety or pretty much at the same level of sobriety. We're focusing on the young, the young, uh, newly sober person, you know, the newly clean person. And it would be great to start to implement a wider range of knowledge. And I'm really excited for that. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, touching back on, I guess something I said and Chris picked up on is evolution and, the podcast has to change if it's going to be something that's a viable product for us to put out. And um, yeah, like Jason said, things are going well, but life gets lifey. Um, work for myself is really picking up and, and it's uh, consuming quite a bit of my time and uh, some personal things that we'll probably announce at a, a later date that, uh, that are going to take up some of my time. And, you know, one of the offline conversations that we had, and I, I forget who made the point, um, but when we had a guest, the three of us had to figure out who was going to say the thing that we all were thinking first, and then how did the other two then get in behind that? And, and it is because we are all in the same time frame of recovery. So a lot of the experiences, the emotions, the, the, the things that we've, that we are going through that resonates with our feedback and our responses and our questions. And so to kind of pull that back a little bit so that there's, we get more dialogue from um, a guest, I think is really important. And, and you know, uh, at, to Jason's point, um, or maybe it was Chris's, I'm 
you you're both so beautiful. I'm not sure who's who said what at this point. Um, but we we were focusing a lot on early recovery, and that's just not where we're at right now. Like we're at a point where we're figuring out how to live recovered lives, and you know it's not that we want we wouldn't focus on early recovery. We want to finally um, we want to address all of the you know, time groups, as it were, with, you know, the newcomers, the people with 10 years, the people with 15 years and go out, the people with 25 and 30 and 42 years, you know, we want to hit all of those um, areas because there's experiences to be learned from all of them. They can learn from us, we can learn from them. And so to do that, you know, we have to adjust a little bit and we're, uh, we're, we're adaptable people we're like Gumby. Absolutely. Absolutely. This has to be an adaptable program for us all. So we're going to wrap up tonight. We hope to see all of you in the future as we start to start to put out new episodes. And if you're interested in becoming a guest host, uh, we'd love to have you on. Uh, reach out to us on our Facebook or on Instagram. You can also email us at SoberSolutionsPodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to have you on the show. And as always, each and every one of our episodes is dedicated to the still sick and suffering alcoholic and addict, especially the individual who's going to pick up for the first time tonight. Have a great night, guys. Have a great night. Have a great night, boys. We appreciate your liking and subscribing to our podcast. If you liked what you heard today and would like to support our podcast, feel free to Venmo a dollar to our virtual basket at Sober Solutions Podcast. We want to hear from you too. If you have a comment, question, topic, or would like to come on the show, find us on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube at Sober Solutions Podcast. Or you can shoot us an email to SoberSolutionsPodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you like what you've heard, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the show.